morning, everyone. You can open up your Bibles to the book of Numbers, chapter 6. We'll be in a very familiar portion of Numbers, 6, verses 22 through 27. The blessing of Numbers, chapter 6, ends a lengthy section dealing with laws of the Levitical priesthood that began all the way back in Leviticus, chapter 1. It's as though the Lord is saying to the people, as the priests, as the Aaronic and Levitical priests perform their task of worship and sacrifice, the blessing of the Lord will come upon all of the congregation. This is a blessing that we are familiar with, as we often use it to end our services, because it points us so poignantly to the Lord's blessing and love for us his people. So let's turn our attention now to God's word as we find it written for us in Numbers chapter 6, starting in verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus shall you bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. This is God's holy word. Let us pray. Blessed you are, Lord, our great God. For the testimonies of the prophets, we bless you. For the statutes of your law, we bless you. For the gospel of Christ and the witness of the apostles, we bless you, O gracious God. We pray now, grant us the spirit of your glory and the brightness of your presence that we might read your word and understand it as it is preached. And we pray this all through Jesus Christ, our gracious Lord. Amen. It is a universal desire. We all want our Father's approval. Each of us has been born with the desire to have our Father look at us with pride and joy and acceptance and say, You are my child. And I am pleased with you. We want to be told, great job on the test. Man, you were the best one out on the field. You showed great character. I'm so proud of you. Now, it's nice to hear it from friends or from a teacher. But nothing can replace the blessing of a parent. In our passage for this morning, we are given the blessing that the Lord commanded the Aaronic priests to speak over the people of Israel. It is the Lord's way of expressing His approval of Israel. It's the Lord's way of saying, these people are mine and I am well pleased with them. This is what we see in verse 27 of our text. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. 
to put His name upon the people of Israel is to identify Himself as their God. He is adopting these people as His own. This concept is elsewhere written as, I shall be their God and they shall be My people. God has given the priests the duty of mediating His blessing to the congregation. They have been given the job to stand between God and the people and to give the people the Lord's word of blessing. To say to them, God is looking upon you with love and with grace and with pleasure. It is a commonly known paradigm that if a child does not receive the blessing of their parent, and in particular their father, they will seek this blessing elsewhere, and often with damaging consequences. Daughters may have low sense of self-worth and poor relationships with males. Studies show that they do worse in school and become mothers sooner. Likewise, sons who have no father are more prone to depression, more likely to be incarcerated, more likely to use drugs, and a whole host of other issues. Our parents' blessing on our lives is centrally important to our own health. You see, we all want the approval, the blessing of our father. And when we don't receive it, we will turn to destructive sources to find that approval. But this morning, the Word of God is declaring to us that there is hope. That there is a source of blessing to which we must turn to find deliverance from all the false sources of this world. For our Heavenly Father has looked upon His people and through the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, He has spoken a word of blessing to us. And as His children... We are called to receive His blessing with open arms. Now the first thing that we need to see in our text is that the Lord Himself is the source of our blessing. Look at our passage again. In verse 23, the Lord is commanding the priests to bless the people. It's the Lord that says to do this. In verse 24, It says, may the Lord bless you. And in verse 27, again, we read, and I will bless them. The Lord is moving to bless His people. And it is to the Lord that we must look to receive this blessing. Now, just a few words of explaining what this blessing includes. Verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. Here, the word bless means to provide for both physically and spiritually. To keep means to guard and protect from outside harm. In verse 25, we read, The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. To make His face shine upon you is to look upon with favor. It is the face of an accepting and loving Father. The opposite of this phrase is to hide one's face, to look away. And so when it says, make the Lord shine His face upon you, it means He is looking at you with love. And to be gracious to you means that one who is in authority gives favor to those under His authority, even though they have no claim to it. It is totally of grace. Nothing earned. 
verse 26. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. To lift up His countenance is to give comfort through His presence. And finally, the blessing of peace. In the Bible, peace means so much more than the absence of conflict. Peace means harmony of life. The fullness of God's blessing. Satisfaction with your place in the world. Provision. Security. Acceptance. Grace. Comfort. Peace. These are the blessings that the Lord is seeking to communicate to His people. And these are the blessings that the Lord is calling His people to receive through Him. He is the source. He is the fountain of blessing. So often we go to other sources to find these blessings. We try to find our provision and acceptance and peace in the things of this world. And we are told that if we would look to these sources, that we will receive what we desire. So we look to control, or we look to money, we look to ease our physical pleasure, we look to earthly relationships, and we think that somehow they will provide the blessing that our heart desires, but it is only in the Lord that we can receive it. These other sources, they lie, they lie about what they will provide. Someone... I'm protecting their identity. Someone told me this week that they got an email saying that they had won a new watch because they were a valued customer at Amazon.com. Now, they were in a place in their life where a free watch seemed like a rather exciting blessing. So they filled out all the information, including their credit card information, to pay for the shipping and submitted it. And then they went, oh no, what did I do? They looked at the fine print and they realized it turned out that they would be charged for their free watch and that this company had nothing to do with Amazon and they would send them more free gifts each month that they would in fact have to pay for. Why would we fall for such things? Why when somebody puts out, say, this is free, you can have it, are we so desirous of it? It's because we want to be blessed. We so desperately want a blessing that we will go to these false sources of blessing even though they will take advantage of us. The prophet Jeremiah describes it this way. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. The Lord is a fountain of living water, the source of all the blessings of life and peace. And He's saying to His people, come and drink from me, the source of blessings. But instead, they have gone to broken, leaky buckets that don't provide anything. We want to be blessed so desperately that we'll go to broken sources. We'll take the bait of the lie that something other than God will give us what our hearts desire. But in our passage for this morning, the Lord is emphatically saying to us, His people, I will bless you. It is from Me that all blessings 
flow. Come to me, the source of blessing. And yet, if the Lord is the source of blessing, why has He ordained the priest to speak this blessing over His people? Why can't we just go straight to the source? Why do we need a priest? Well, as we have seen, the Lord has called the Levites to stand as the representative of the people of Israel. They have been taken in the place of the firstborn. And to them has been given the spiritual authority over the people of Israel. And in the role of spiritual authority, the Lord has given them the duty to be the means of blessing Israel. God is the source, but the priest is the means of blessing. Think of it this way. The source of water may be a spring, but the means by which that water comes to you may be something like a bottle. In the kingdom of God, His blessings must be mediated. Why? Well, because our sin, we cannot come directly into the presence of the Lord and find a smiling face. Because of our sin and disobedience, we cannot expect God to bless us based upon our own resume of what we have done. We have broken His law. We've rebelled against His ways. And so in His grace, He has provided a means by which a sinful people can receive the blessing of His acceptance. The mediator represents the Lord to the people and the people to the Lord. He brings them together. This is why the priest had to remain ritually clean. This is why he had to offer sacrifices on behalf of the people. As the mediator, he had to offer a sinful people to a holy God. And he had to offer a gracious God to a sinful people. He had to act as the bridge between the two. And yet their role was merely pointing to the one true mediator of God's blessing. The Lord Jesus Christ, as Paul explains in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The way that a holy God blesses a sinful people is through a mediator, a representative, a firstborn, a priest. In the Old Testament, the mediator was the Aaronic priest. In the New Testament, we see that the true and only mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ. For He is truly man. And so He can represent humanity as the firstborn over all creation. Yet He is fully God and so He can represent God to His people. He is the only way a holy God and a sinful people can come together. He is the only mediator. Jesus is the only means to receive the blessing of God. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through Him. Blessings must be mediated through Christ. And so if you desire the blessing of the Lord, if you desire His provision, His security, 
His acceptance, His grace, His comfort. If you desire the peace of God, then you must trust in the means that God has ordained to bring His blessing. The Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the source of our blessing is God Himself. But the means of our blessing is the one mediator, Jesus Christ. And finally, the posture of blessing is receptive submission. I'll be very brief on this point. You see, blessing by its very nature is of grace. We must be willing to stretch forth our hands in faith and submit to the Lord's blessing. Open our arms and receive what the Lord is speaking to us through Christ. Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. But you were not willing. You see, the Lord sent His prophets. The Lord sent Jesus Christ His Son. He desires to pour out His grace upon His people. But His people continue to show themselves to be stiff-necked, unwilling to submit to the blessing that the Lord is giving them. He will lead His people in the book of Numbers to the edge of the promised land. Now, I hope I'm not giving anything away. You're supposed to be reading ahead. And they are not going to take that blessing. They will reject that blessing. They will say, no, we will not receive what you have given us. We will not submit to your ways. We will bow up against the leadership of your blessing in our lives. They will say, oh, would the Lord not have brought us out of Egypt? Oh, the meat pots of Egypt. They love these meat pots. Who cares that we were slaves? Who cared that they killed our infant sons? They had pots of meat there. They didn't want the Lord's blessing. They didn't want to submit to it. God's desire is to gather you under His wing of protection and blessing. But it means that you must submissively receive His blessing in Christ. It means that you must repent of the false sources of blessing that you hold out there and believe that Christ alone has won for you the shining favor of God's faith. Now, just a few points of application. First, those of you who are in a place of spiritual authority, I call upon you, begin to bless those who are under your authority. Parents, bless your children. Speak words of love and acceptance. Speak words of comfort and provision. I would encourage you, To memorize this blessing in the book of Numbers and look at your child in the eye and say to them, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. May the Lord give you peace. So often, we think of authority as a position of privilege. 
But it is a position not to be served, but to serve. The Lord has shown us that if you have authority, you've been given that authority to bless others. Husbands, you have authority in your marriage to love, serve, and lay down your life for your bride. Parents, you have authority to care for, provide, and guide your children. Pastors and elders have authority to shepherd and serve and proclaim and pray. Teachers and government officials have been given authority by God, not for their own power, but to bless those who are under their authority. And so this week, I call on you with spiritual authority that you begin to speak words of blessing over those whom you have been given such power to bless. Second, if you are under authority, and all of us here are under some authority, realize that God has established spiritual authority to bless you. So receive it. Children, Your parents are seeking to bless you. It is to your benefit that you learn to have manners, that you do your homework, that you eat your vegetables. It is to your benefit that your family is doing devotions, that they are bringing you to church. So receive it. Teenagers, your parents and teachers and pastors are seeking to bless you. Don't fall into the stereotype of being stiff-necked But be Christians. Be Christian teenagers who submit to the blessing that your parents are seeking to bring you. They're not out to get you. They're not trying to ruin your life. They're not trying to stifle who you are. Of course, they're not perfect. But by and large, your parents are trying to bless you with guidance and wisdom. And so I challenge you. Be grown up enough to submit to the blessings that your parents are seeking to give you. And again, all of us are under some spiritual authority. And we need all to seek to receive with joy the blessings that the Lord is offering to us through these means. Whether it's pastors, whether it is authorities in our workplaces or in the government, we are called upon to pray for them and to submit to them If we will not submit to the authorities the Lord has established, then we will not submit to the Lord either. And yet I know that there are many of us here who have been abused by the authorities in our lives. We have not been blessed by their words or their actions. We have fathers and mothers who did not speak well to us and did not treat us well. But what we see in our text is that ultimately... It is to our Heavenly Father that we must look for blessing over and above all earthly authorities. For the Lord Jesus Christ, the Creator of all things, came to lay down His life to serve and bless you. At His baptism, Jesus came forth from the water and from heaven a voice declared to Jesus, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. God the Father looked down upon God the Son and His face shined upon Him. And it is this blessing that the Lord Jesus came to give us, His people, the shining face of God the Father. For on the cross, an exchange was made 
So the blessing we read in Numbers chapter 6 might be ours. You see, Jesus was cursed so that the Lord might bless you. Jesus was abandoned that the Lord might keep you. The Lord turned His face away from His Son so that the Lord might make His face to shine upon you. Jesus died an atoning death for sin so that the Lord might be gracious unto you. Jesus was left comfortless so that the Lord might lift up His countenance upon you. Jesus was made the object of God's wrath and enmity so that the Lord might say to you, I give you now my peace this is the blessing of God that is offered to you this day our sin means that God should reject us and be displeased with us but God's love for us in Christ means that Jesus took our rejection so that when God the Father looks at us his people through the mediation of Christ his his face shines and he says to you you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. And I am well pleased with you through Christ Jesus. Do you desire such father's smiles upon you? Then submit in faith to the one means to receive the Lord's blessing. The one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us now go to the Lord in prayer, asking that we might respond rightly to His Word. The Lord Jesus Christ taught us that we might come to You and call You Father. Lord, the Holy Spirit within us testifies that You are truly Abba Father to us. And so this morning through Christ and by the power of Your Spirit, we come before You, O Father. And we ask that You would shine down upon us and that You would bless us for His sake. And it's in the name of Christ Jesus we do pray. Amen.